All right, guys. Hey, what's going on? My name is Chris Huckes, and this is your best life defined. Hey, so I want to make a promise to you. I'm actually going to try not to yell at you today. I've been doing a lot of yelling lately. I don't, I don't know exactly where that comes from. I think it comes from frustration. You know, you wake up every day and you got this grandiose idea in your head that if you can, you can finally say something that makes sense to someone. I think this is one of those moments. See, Sandy and I, we do a lot of talking. And on the way to Grand Junction, she said, I was talking about my podcast. And she says, and she can listen to me. She can hear me when I'm recording in the next room. But, and she tells me, she goes, you know, I know where you should be with that. She says, I know where you should be. You should be in a place where you, where you talk about your feelings and about how it feels to be where you're at. So this might be the change for me. This is where the whole tone of this thing changes. I'm going to really try not to yell at you today. So the topic of this podcast is own your life. And if there's a lot of things that Sandy and I have learned along the way, but one of the things that we have learned is that you have to own every second of your life. In other words, no one is going to come in and save you. No one is going to come in and say, oh, 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 get out of the way, move over. I'll get in the driver's seat and I'll drive your life for a while. It's not going to happen. And from the time we got married and we moved into that junky little house on, on North 5th Street in Canyon City, Colorado, We've just been like rolling, accepting what has come our way. It's not that we enjoy it. We, it might hurt. It might be hard. But that's what we did. Two kids, 16 and 18, little house, a baby that cried more than it slept. <laughs> my, son, my son was a terror. He was just, oh, so tough. But we'd get up and we'd do it and we'd grind it out. And it was about owning it. See, I, we created that situation. Two young kids, we made some choices that didn't make much sense. They still wouldn't have made any sense today. And we paid, for the, paid the price. We were obligated to the consequences of our choice, and we owned it. I said, mm, so much for being a kid. I was married. I had a baby on the way and a wife. Time to go to work. Time to own it. Time to do whatever it took to bring me from where I was to where I needed to be. When I think about us and why why I'm here, why I sit here every day and I talk to you, it's because I'm not even supposed to be here. I am not supposed to be sitting in this chair. I'm not supposed to be sitting in this life. I know what it feels like. I can't believe it. I know what it feels like to wake up in the morning and your feet hit the floor and you think to yourself, ugh, I wish I just, I wish the day was already over. That's not, a, that's not like an amazing testament to your life, you know. That's not like some amazing event where you say, wow, I wish my life is over. If you're living days where you have days that fall into that category, even if you don't want to admit it, change something. Own it. I don't know. I, was, I grew up way young. I was, I was an old 11-year-old, an old 12-year-old. So... I just looked at life from steps. I think it was about 12 or 13. I was living with my sister in Des Moines, Iowa, in Des Moines, in uh, Orange City, Iowa. And I swear that's where, that's, I mean, that is Jesus's hometown. The people are very nice. They're wonderful people. They are really religious. And at at 14, 13, 14 years old, I was as far from that as I could ever be. 
and I wasn't a good fit. And I remember I'm thinking about I wanted to get back to my dad and I hadn't actually even talked to my dad about coming home. I just knew I wanted to come home and I looked around at 13 years old. I thought, well, okay, I need to make some money. So I got a job. Get this, I'm 13 years old. They were having this thing called the Tulip Festival. And Orange, Orange City, Iowa is the home of the wooden shoes. A lot of Dutch people live there. And so it's their heritage and part of the Tulip Festival is the wooden shoes. And they've got a, or they had, I don't know if it still exists, they've got a wooden shoe factory. So I have this festival every year. Well, at 13 years old, I'm thinking I need money. So I go downtown, and I'm not very popular, but I go downtown and I get a job working in this restaurant. And first I'm doing dishes, and then I'm making burger patties, and then I'm taking orders. And, and it was pretty cool. I made some money. I made about, I think in the week of the Tulip Festival while I worked, I made probably, oh heck, I don't know. I probably made 80, 100 bucks. So I turned that money around. I said, ooh, this is my ticket out. I bought me a Greyhound bus. I bought me a haircut because my hair was all long and frizzy, got all cleaned up. And then I bought me a leather jacket. And I think I had about 20 bucks left. Told my sister, went home, told my sister at the end of the Tulip Festival, well, I'm going home. Got my bus money. I'll see you guys. And it, at 13 years old, I boarded a Greyhound bus and I rode it all the way back to Commerce City, Colorado, just right outside, De out right, right outside Denver. <laughs> it's about owning it. It's about saying, this is the situation I'm in and this is where I'm at. And then going, okay, what do I need to do? It sucked. I mean, it still sucks even now. Even now. It sucks to say, ugh. I got to do that too. I got to do that too on top of all this other crap I have to do. If, you, if it's in your life, you got to own it. Now, let's get to the solution of this thing. Let's get to the solution of this thing. What does that mean? What does it mean to own your life? Well, it means for you to take an inventory of your life and accept that these are the conditions, evaluate everything, and make note of the condition of your life, and then accept that it's your responsibility that your life looks like that. That is owning your life. That is saying, you know what? The reason that my relationship sucks is because I'm not, I'm not the best husband. I'm not the best partner in the world. The reason that we are struggling financially is because I spend money on booze every weekend. The reason we can't seem to grow in our relationship is because every time you we get together, you're, I, I'm drinking and, and it creates havoc. And you're drinking, it creates havoc. Own it. Own it. No one's, no, there's not going to be the life fairy that comes in and says, Hey, dude, get all the way. I'm going to use my magic wand and I'm going to fix this thing for you. It's going to be you. So own it. So now that you're sitting there and you're sitting there thinking, well, okay, I own this. This is my life. This is my mess, right? Because once we're adults and we're making decisions for ourselves, every decision we make is ours. So we have to own the consequences, right? If you've got a DUI and you're struggling because you're paying court costs and you have to go to alcohol classes and you don't have a driver's license, own it. I didn't do it. It's not the world's fault that you chose to drink and drive. So own it. So take that particular instance. Let's look at that for a minute. If you take that instance of drinking and driving and having a DUI, how do you own it? What do you do? Get through it. If money's tight, get another job. If money's tight, you have to find an avenue. You have to look at where you're going and it's like a maze. Life is like a maze. And you can see where the prize is because it's way up high and you're looking you're going, yeah. 
and then you turn right and turn left and do this and do that and before you know it man you're there before you know it you waking up and you own it you're like yeah look what i did no more court no more um drug classes drug and alcohol no more fines no more fees i'm done If you're struggling financially, the relationship, own it. The reason relationships get crappy is because neither person in that relationship actually is willing to step up and say, okay, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. I know I've been doing this to you and I know what it does to you and I'm wrong. I'm not going to do that anymore. That's what happened in our relationship. I was mean. I used my shields and my anger as my tool and my shield. And I just did my thing. And Sandy responded with resentment and all the things that she did. And then that one day I said, guess what? I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to be angry when you're upset. I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be caring. I'm going to be nurturing and loving. I'm going to shut my mouth and open my ears. Man. I wish I had done this when I married her. I wish Brene Brown, I mean, granted, Brene might not appreciate this, but I wish Brene Brown had already written the book back when in 1981 when Sandy and I got married. That would have been a cool as hell, right? Because then I could have skipped all these bumps in this road. I, I could have understood, well, why, why do I feel that way? I'd be like, oh, man, it's because of all the shame. I'm not worthy. <laughs> if I had a time machine, that would be one of the first things I did. In fact, if I had a time machine and there was only one thing I could do with that, I had one chance to go back and change something. Oh, shit. I would have changed that in a heartbeat. You know why? Because imagine where I would have been. Imagine me and Sandy together without all that struggle. We could have used that energy. We could have taken that energy. We could have rocked it, boy. We'd have been in a, I mean, just an unbelievable place. <laughs> Man, yeah, it gets me excited just thinking about it. I'm not done. I am not done. I am not even close to being done with what I'm doing. The question is, are you? All right, all right. So, so COVID-19 happened. This whole thing happened. I mean, okay, the universe took a big old crap on us. What do you do? What do you do when you're running across the field playing soccer and you step in dog crap? Well, you find a stick, clean it off, rub your shoe on some on some grass out of the way, do whatever it takes, but you just clean it up. You don't walk around stand there with the crap on your shoe and do nothing. Your life is the same way. Your life is exactly the same way. If you wake up every day and you're like, got all these things pressing in on you, pressing in on your happiness and your contentment and your success and adding struggle and worry to your life, then what do you need to do? Got to own it. You got to own it. You got to wake up and say, I know. Oh. And, when, and you got to support each other. We can do this. You can start every morning instead of sitting there grumbling at each other at the table before you head off to work. You can make the habit at some point during the day to sit down and talk about where you want to be and who's going to handle what. Who's going to handle that shit you got to deal with every day? Pretty important. 
And before you know it, you'd be like checking shit off. You'd be like, bam, that's done. Bam, relationship's going good. Bam, I got no debt. Is it easy now? Oh, shit, no. Hell no, it isn't easy right now. This is the most difficult time anyone has ever lived through, I think. But it's about the evolution. It's about evolving. It's about not staying where you are mentally, physically, emotionally. It's about saying to yourself, okay, we're here. Looks pretty scary. I wonder, can we do it? Yes, we can. Let's do it. What do you want to do first, baby? Okay, what do you think? I used to get offended when Sandy would have differences of opinion about about things we were talking about. She'd come off with some other idea and I could just feel the mood change and it would press on in on me. But that's the reason we're so successful right now. That's the reason we are so compatible in our life is because we put in the effort. You need to talk to that person. You need to talk to yourself. Talk to yourself about what's important, where you're going, where you want to be, what your life is going to look like. And then grab a hold of it. Grab it and hold on. Grab it and hold on. And keep climbing. And even when the world is pulling you down, trying to drag you back down to the bottom of the pit, you wake up every day and you get up and you pick what you have to fix. Pick what you have to own. And then you go for it. Day in, day out, day in, day out. That's how people become amazing. That's how average people become amazing. They wake up and they just, they can't let it go. They're not going to walk away from it. They just keep grabbing a hold because they own it. I, (laughs) life is tough. It is tough. And I don't laugh because it's tough. I laugh because (laughs) I'm feeling really good about this because I'm actually feel like for the first time in my life, I've actually been able to say, Hey, Over here, guys, listen, I'm not trying to yell at you. I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to wake up every day and contribute to. I'm trying to wake up every day and make it better. Does it help? I certainly hope so. I hope that someone out there realizes the intent, even if the quality is low, realizes that I'm not, I don't want anything from you. Look at my life. Look at my life. I have everything I need. I have a place to stay, I have a place to sleep. I have a place to lay my head down at night. I have someone who loves me more than life itself. I don't need anything from you. I just believe that when you wake up in the morning and you have such amazing blessings, it comes with gifts. And I'm just trying to I'm just trying to give it to you. Just trying to give you the gift that I have. And if you're already living it, just keep walking. Don't waste your time with this. If you already wake up every day excited about what you do and energized by the life that's in front of you and the things and opportunities that you have in front of you, go for it. You know, I'm not here to tell you to stop. Don't do that. No. But if you wake up every day and it feels like there's a gorilla sitting on your shoulders and you're sitting there going, Ugh. I know, I know what you can do about it. You can own it. You can start looking around and say, what's on my shoulders? Oh, it's a gorilla. Well, we have to figure out a way to get the gorilla off our shoulders. But he's too big. Okay, well, what do we do? Well, let's take him off in pieces. Here, I'll get an arm. You get a leg. What's your gorilla look like? Is your gorilla an angry spouse, an angry partner who drinks too much? Is Is your gorilla both of you drinking too much? Or maybe your gorilla is the fact that no matter what you do, you can't help yourself and you continue to spend. I don't know. But whatever it is, you have to own it. That's where it starts. Own it. Say, that's mine. I did that. Or it's mine. I can't escape it. Let's get it. 
How are we going to best deal with this issue? Get on it, ride that thing out till it's gone, and then pick another one. And just like that, boom, just like that. That's what I mean when I say live in your best life. That's what I mean when I say you have to define what it looks like, because that's the definition. If it's debt, then defining your best life is to eliminate that debt. Simple. It's not even, not even math. It's not as complicated as anything. Pick things that make your life better. Uh-oh, you guys are in trouble. I'm running in long on this one. And you know why? It's because I finally found my voice. Thank you to my lovely wife. Thank you, Sandy, because uh, she's my everything. I mean, and here lately, she's my advisor. And she's so smart and so pretty. And it's just cool. It's so, it's so cool. I hope I can give you some of this. I hope that something in this will allow you to wake up and feel like I do every day or even better, where you look at your life and you realize that, yes, uh, it's a struggle. Yes, I face things that I don't want to face, but I could do a lot worse. And don't forget the kindness. Don't forget to wake up every day and remember that there are people in the world who all they need is someone to smile, which is difficult, but kindness is still there. Let that be your platform for all your interactions and all the things you do. Let it guide your thoughts and let it guide your imagination to what we can do together because we can fix this. No matter what it is we face, we can fix this. And it comes down to every one of us stepping up and saying, all right, I own this. (laughs) Anyway, hey, listen, guys, as always, don't let the stress get you. Take a breather. Take a look around. Spend time reflecting on just how amazing your life is. I know it's a struggle. I know it's hard. I know the future is unpredictable right now. But within that, we still have the gifts that we are given. So until next time, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.